What up, what up, what up? This is your boy, Free the Vision. You're listening to another episode of Uncivilized Gentlemen. Um, and I appreciate you for coming back, checking it out, staying locked with me. Uh, I have to I have to have this episode. This is episode two. And just like in episode one, I told y'all you were going to get a lot of different perspectives. And, and I was going to just talk about whatever's on my chest. And I have to discuss this one because it's kind of weighing heavy on me. And this episode is called Congratulations, Failure. Um, I don't know where else to go to really have this conversation, but I got to talk about this shit because it's so heavy on me that I genuinely don't know what to do. So I'm going to treat uncivilized gentlemen damn near like an altar. Like we're going to have conversations that's going to be kind of like uncomfortable, maybe hilarious in the end or just real as fuck. Who knows? We're going to just allow the spirit of conversation to take us where it's supposed to go. But I have to tell this story because it's so fucking real. It's so real. So anyway, the reason why I'm calling this episode Congratulations Failure, and once again, you know, just like episode one, I'm coming to you from my couch and my drawers wrapped in a blanket, like legit. And I ain't trying to give you a visual because as fine as I am in the face, I can recognize, you know, unless you like a little cushion for the pushing, you know, the body could use a little work, but I'm still a shit. But anyway, how did I end up on my couch recording episode two of Uncivilized Gentlemen on December 18th, 2017? Well, for the last four months, and the reason why this is called Congratulations Failure, because I'm at a position where, have you ever been just congratulated for something that the world see sees as big or just as huge? And like you've made this dope ass accomplishment, but they don't know that you're like really, really fucked up or like in just a really, really fucked up position, honestly, because the whole thing about this is, you know, like I said, we curate what the world sees. Our social media is popping. We're all a walking quote unquote brand. We're all somebody important, you know, motherfuckers. And I'm not doing this, but I'm telling you, you know, I saw the article. The shit is real. Motherfuckers are paying money to sit on jets just for the Instagram picture. Like, shit is mind-blowing. So all of, you know, all of the world right now is in a place of where it's trying to be something a little bit more important and look a little bit better than maybe they are. So I had to tell this story because despite how shit looks right now, I am in a foul-ass position. So since about... September, anybody who knows me knows that I am a Janet Jackson fan. And I'm about to tell you how I went from the greatest career idea to where it's like, damn, we pull this shit off. We're going to hit a lick. It's going to be some dope shit and things are about to pop. But instead of that, how did something so grand become so fucked up? so quickly. So since about September, I have been planning the Janet Jackson after party here in Atlanta. And, you know, it might have been an ambitious task, but anybody who knows me knows two things about me. I love Janet Jackson and I'm an ambitious motherfucker. So me going after the Janet Jackson after party is nothing outside of the scope of, I don't know, possible in my opinion. So anyway, you know, I went to Dallas. I went to go see Janet Jackson 
you know, I'm a person who's a big believer in signs and, and anybody who knows me, knows me, knows me for real. Like I am a firm believer in God and just the way that God talks to you through different things. And I had a horoscope that was so real and so on point that like it damn near told me that I was going to be inspired to do this fucking concert after party. And I lied to you not. I know everybody is kind of like, you know what I'm saying? If you don't believe in the shit, you're going to think I'm crazy. And by the end of the story, you might even suggest that I not be so quick to listen to shit like that. But whatever the fuck the case is, this is what happened. And I'm, I'm going to read the horoscope to you guys so you can see just how real this shit was. But it said... Um, a recent experience, perhaps a show, a play, or even social gathering may provided you with a lot of fun and excitement. To say it was enjoyable might even be an understatement, but something you saw there or someone you met there or something that happened to you during the course of this experience had a much deeper meaning and could lead you to something unexpectedly wonderful. If you have an inkling about this, Aries, I'm an Aries, I'm a proud Aries, I'm an uncivilized gentleman, and I'm a proud Aries. Um, by all means, take the stars up on their offer. All right, so going to September, I go to Dallas, I go to the Janet Jackson concert, like true Janet Jackson form, she kills it, and then me and my homegirl go to the Janet Jackson after party in Dallas. Now, at the time, Janet Jackson has only been performing for a week. She has only been performing for a week. So this might be like one of the first after parties. We go to the after party. My homegirl's like, yo, this party looks a little corny. I don't know if I want to go in it. And so I'm in Dallas for the like, you know, only two days. I'm like, well, shit, you know, let's try it maybe. And she's like, oh, you know, it looks corny. In all fairness, I could understand why she felt it looks corny. And I was like, well, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? We're, we don't have to do it. I'll just go to the one in Atlanta. So. Remember what the horoscope said. So as I'm going to the hotel and I'm sitting in my room, you know, I've retired back to the hotel early. I'm in town. I'm like, shit, I know there'll be an after party in Atlanta. So I got to just go on ahead and just, you know, prepare to go to that one. But then it hit me like, yo, Janet has only been performing for a week. They might not have planned the after party in Atlanta. What if I do the Janet Jackson after party in Atlanta. That'll be dope. And so now I'm thinking like, yo, this is the inspiration that the horoscope is talking about. Maybe this is the whole reason why I came to Dallas. Oh, this is going to be dope. And so I start the process of, I get back to Atlanta. I start the process of like doing my due diligence. One, I hit up a DJ and I asked the DJ, I'm like, yo, do you know how to get in touch with Janet's DJ? Um, they basically told me that they didn't have a way to get in touch with him. As a matter of fact, they even gave me some unsolicited advice. You know people who do that. And um, no disrespect to the person who did this, you know, uh, if they hear this, because it's all love. But you know how a person will give you some advice you just didn't fucking ask for? Like, yo, if you're not able to pull this off, then don't be discouraged. I'm a person who don't like that type of shit. Don't tell me what I won't be able to do. 
Don't don't give me a negative opinion that I didn't come to you for. If you can't give me the help that I ask for, then just tell me that you can't help me and let that be that. I'm going to wish you the best of luck. I'm never going to tell you like, oh, I don't know if that's going to work for you. And if it doesn't, don't be discouraged. I'm just not like that. I don't fuck with that kind of mentality. And so really, I want to tell everybody, no matter how the fuck I'm feeling, no matter how this story ends, because it is going to have a very interesting ending. No matter how this story ends, don't allow a person to sow doubt into your into your mission or something that you're working on. Like, just allow that to be a person that reveals themselves that they don't need to be involved in this particular project. Because if they come at you and they already telling you that they doubt the shit that you're about to try to do, no matter how big this shit is, they're letting you know that they're not the per they're the person that. You have to make the vision happen for it so that they can understand it's possible. They're not the person to have on the team. You don't want the doubter on the team. Not when you're trying to manifest something that may feel a little bit beyond you. You already might have the anxiety of doing that. Don't keep a person who can't fuck with your 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 ambition around. Just just don't do that. So anyway, that was the first thing. Second thing. Uh, so I start going through the process of seeing how can I get in touch with her DJ? How can I get in touch with her DJ? I go through some channels. I ended up going through the oldest channel of them all. After a while, after I couldn't get in touch with anybody who knew him, I went to his social media, got a social media, and boom, there was his email address. I shot him an email, and as simple as that, I got in contact with his management, and then we started putting together the processes of doing the after party in Atlanta. I got quoted a price. After I got the price quote, I started trying to figure out how can I make this happen, so I started pulling all my resources and little extra change that I saved up in a little bitty jar, which ain't much, and I started putting together this shit like, okay, you know, who can I get that might want to invest in this party with me? Called a couple of the homies, and I just kind of like, you know, started putting the process together. And that was the first steps to what looked like progress. Now, this is still September. We signed a contract to make this shit happen in October, maybe October 1st. Janet is going to have her concert in Atlanta on December 17th. So this is our, this is October 1. We got to make it to December 17th. Not only is it going to be a concert in Atlanta, but it's also going to be the last concert on the tour for the American leg of the tour. So you guys, I don't I don't need anybody to like be a rocket scientist to figure it out like, "Oh shit, this is Atlanta, this is Janet Jackson." That just sounds like a lick. That sounds like it's going to... And then it's the last show. Everybody going to want to find somewhere to go after the party. Everybody going to want to turn up. It's going to be the shit. How can you not fuck with this idea? Well, well, that's what the fuck I'm thinking too. So we make it all the way through October with silence because the way that this process kind of has to work is that this is basically the unofficial after party because it's not being done by Janet herself directly, okay? So I want everybody to know, I'm kind of giving you guys game. I'm giving you a little bit of game that maybe I shouldn't be really giving, but this is kind of how it works, and I'm just being a little bit transparent for the next motherfucker that comes behind me and wants to try this shit. I'm just going to give you all of the shit that I'm learning, and I'm going to give you as much of it as I can. 
So with this being the unofficial after party, quote unquote, at you know, as long as Janet hasn't, you know, done a party, you can do one, you know, with her DJ. Maybe Janet will show up. Maybe she won't. When you're a person like Janet Jackson, the world loves you. You're an icon. You've been in the business for over 35 years. Like everybody in the business right now is your child. Like that's just who the fuck Janet Jackson is. But anyway, I start the process of doing this party. October is very slow. It's a hurry up and wait period. You know, we're kind of waiting to see the moves that they're making in other states, how those parties are going. You're kind of watching the market, watching what happens. And then boom, middle of October, Janet Jackson throws her own official after party in L.A. After Janet Jackson throws her official after party in L.A., what that means is that she could come to Atlanta and throw an official party. And if she does, that's going to conflict with the unofficial party. And then that might kind of cancel that out. So we're going to have to either work the contract a different way or some shit going to have to change. Anyway, so now the anxiety of like, damn, we don't want Janet to throw a party that ends up, you know, directing me away from what I said I was going to do. And it automatically starts making you think of the person that told you if you're not able to do it, then don't be discouraged. And you only you're not even halfway there. So, like, you know, that's why I say be careful about the advice that you get. But I start looking for venues. I'm like, fuck it. We're going to put the process in motion anyway, because if we put the wheels in motion, then at least the car is already rolling by the time we get to where we're going. First venue I hit up completely disrespects me. Like, I reach out to them. I ask about using their venue for the Janet Jackson concert after party. They respond back to me and they say, are you working with anyone else on this? Because I've had someone reach out to me and ask about doing the same event here, so we're saving the date. And I responded back, and I said, well, I actually have Janet Jackson's official DJ, so my event will be a little bit more, you know, fucking official. I don't know how else to put it. And so I think that when I responded to him, maybe my email came off condescending, but that wasn't my intention at all. And so they respond back and was like, hey, well, we reached out to Janet's team and we reached out to the DJ's team and they've never heard of you. So I'm going to go with the person who asked me originally because I know them and they're a friend of mine. So, you know, that kind of takes me back by surprise because one or two things are going on here. Either the venue is completely lying, which I'm going to take the suspense out the story real quick for you. They were. Or someone's trying to take the event from me and use it to their benefit. Like, they're trying to do it themselves. Whether they're going to try to undercut me or, you know, bid me out some kind of way. I don't know what the fuck to think. And by the way, like I explained to you guys, this is my first real production party myself. So this is kind of, like, big for me in every sense of the word. So, you know, I talked to one of my very, very good friends and kind of like a business peer and she read the email and went through it with me and kind of was like, yeah, you might have came off a little bit like a dick, even if it was unintentional, but whatever, fuck it. So now I'm kind of confused, like, damn, there's no way that she could have reached out to the management of the DJ because why would they say that they don't know me and we've been in connections for like weeks at this point? So now I'm scrambling and rushing and, and moving and trying to get another venue before I speak back to the DJ's management because 
you want to already have the issue resolved. This is the venue that I kind of pitched to the DJ's management on faith. I just knew that I'd be able to get it. Me and the venue had mutual friends like, you know, out here in the Atlanta streets. We I've been to this venue for multiple different events. So I just knew based on our relationships and the connections and the fact that this is a Janet Jackson after party, who the fuck would say no to that, that they would say yes. And I pitched it and I kind of made it on faith just so that I can go on ahead and lock down this contract. So now I'm scrambling to find another venue. So I end up reaching out to my um, industry mentor, Miss Shanti Daz, and shout out to Shanti, who's amazing. And if you don't know who Shanti Daz is, look her up right now. Shanti Daz is the foundation of Atlanta music through the 90s, early 2000s, and just culture in general. She is a she is a goat by far and a legend. But now that I've given her all her rights and dues, and that's I'm still cutting her short. She's a philanthropist and everything else. Let me tell you how she showed your boy some love. So Shanti connects me with another venue that's kind of across the street from it, but it's bigger, it's better, it's just greater. And so she puts me with this venue. Although I didn't feel that this venue was the ideal location, it is better. It holds more people. It has more. It's a much better space, even though it's not ideal overall for what you would think goes to the brand of a Janet Jackson name. And so anyway, I speak with them immediately. They show me love. They're like, yeah, let's work a deal. We work out a deal. And to be completely honest, the deal was more than fair. The deal was very, 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 very fair. And we go on ahead and we do what we do. We agree on it, sign a contract, and do as we do. So now we're here in November, and I'm starting to, you know, have nerves because the communications are sporadic. Sometimes you're speaking with people, sometimes you're not. Again, you have to remember that Janet and her DJ are on tour, so they're in a new city almost every other night. But the good thing is you see them doing after parties in all of the cities. And since L.A., they have not done another one. So now I'm kind of like, all right, well, in the meantime, let me look to see what I can do to elevate this party. I'm completely silent. Only a handful of people know what I'm doing. Here's another piece of game. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Um, let me piggyback real quick. Maybe when you're reaching out to venues, if you get a feeling that they might be kind of funny, don't tell them everything up front. Just tell them that you're trying to throw an event, what it'll take to throw that event, and then later kind of reveal what you're doing once you kind of have built a rapport with them. That's one. Two, you know, as you're kind of running around doing different shit, I was able to get some connections with people that are industry veterans and amazing people who are connected to other people, connected to... I'm Janet's team. I've made wonderful, wonderful, wonderful relationships that have flourished and just started doing amazing. But communication is key. And there were points where, though I was waiting on communication, I dropped the ball as well. Um, I was also put on hold because after Janet did the LA event, I was told to hold on and just wait to see what they do next because we want to make sure that nothing would interfere with what we have going on. And to my 
blessing, nothing. Janet didn't do another official after party. Now, the only thing that makes Atlanta still on the fence is that Atlanta is the last city. It is the last tour. You know, it is the last city on this tour. And potentially, you know, this is Atlanta. I mean, I don't I don't know how else to explain. Hella celebrities live here. You know, Janet has many, many, many connections in Atlanta. And anybody could want to do a party and to do a Janet party would be easy. Who knows how Janet's going to feel on the last day. Maybe Janet's going to want to do something completely different and completely separate. So I'm going to fast forward you through this story. But I will say this and, and this part, I won't go into the deepest of details. But we started to run into a lot of um, politics in the middle of it. Some industry politics. And I got very, very close inside of Janet's camp. And it was a blessing. That was a blessing. And many, many lessons were learned. Um, communications is everything. Communication is everything. Communication is everything. I dropped the ball by not communicating with my direct source because my direct source sometimes had gaps in between the communication. And so the other person that was giving me information that was, you know, a friend of mine that also had some answers I leaned on that relationship heavier, even though they're not the one that the deal was worked with. So you always want to make sure that no matter where you're getting your information from, that you are responding to the person that you have your money invested with. And that was my fault. I know that sounds like a simple lesson, but you know, you fuck up sometimes. It happens to the best of us. Trust me. And so... Another thing that I did was I was so eager to lock this party down that I thought if I lock the party down from the jump, then by the time Janet gets to Atlanta, she wants to go do something. She hears that, well, you know what? The DJ already has something going on. All I really would have to do is just show up to this instead of having to go through the process of putting together this big extravagant event and... You know, like I could just show up to something that's already set up. And so I paid the DJ all of the money up front. Another lesson, you never do it. DJ did not do anything. The DJ showed up. The DJ did his part. I have nothing negative to say about uh, the DJ coming in and doing his job. Nothing negative to say about that part. Um, but still, you never, ever, 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 ever pay the person everything up front and I let my emotions get the best of me I let my emotions you know just kind of put me in a position to where I was like you know honoring my emotions and eagerness and ambition to say that if I lock this down then hopefully it would be mine for good anyway long story short we get to the week of the party and I start speaking with some people from Janet's team and once they contact me to start speaking to me directly, they want to kind of go a different direction. They want to do an official after party, but the after party that would be official would be a private one. And so that creates a few dilemmas. The dilemmas that are created by that is that there's money that's been invested now that has to be recovered. There's contracts between me and the venue and based on the contracts between me and the venue and the money that would have to be recovered, I would not be able to sell tickets to this after party because it's private. So 
recovering that money based on what they wanted to do and the amount of time, literally, 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 if the concert was on Sunday, they gave me a confirmation of what they wanted to do on Tuesday night. And I'm talking the middle of the night, basically Wednesday. And so now it's Wednesday and we're going to have to try to find a way to make this happen when there's already agreements to do a different kind of party. And so now I'm hit with a level of stress that you could not imagine. Like the shit is like, damn, it feels like everything's crumbling. Things are conflicting. How can I make this happen? So I get into a position where I feel like, shit, I might end up having to do two parties. I might have to end up planning Janet's official after party. And then I might have to do the unofficial after party that already has the contract with the DJ. And these two things don't necessarily have to conflict because one is private, one is public, and they won't cross each other's lines. Well, all that being said and done, Thursday comes around and I'm telling you, we have still not promoted the public party. Because since the team has now reached out, we're waiting on official words of how we can proceed and that's where my communication became fucked up. So now I'm here at Thursday and I'm like, fuck, what the fuck am I going to do? Because people still don't know that we're about to do this unofficial party that they have to come to and buy tickets to. Now, based on it being a Janet Jackson situation, they, the fans, Janet has fans all across the world. Literally, people travel from other countries. I've met people from London, Germany, from fucking... Africa, everywhere. People travel literally all over the world just to see Janet Jackson perform. So this is, you know that people are going to be there and they're looking for the after parties. They've been following the tour. They've been hearing that every city has an after party. And then when they come to Atlanta, you know damn what they want to go to a party. So I'm still holding on to the faith that damn, people are going to end up coming. They're going to show up. This is, this is going to be, this is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Even though it's Thursday. But I'm still like under the stress of like, what the fuck about this official after party? Long story short, I was not able to plan the official after party that Janet did because the amount of time that I was given and with all that I had going on, it just wasn't the best move. That was a devastating thing for me. And so another part of this game is when you get faced with something that feels like an opportunity and you think that you just can make it happen, but you don't want to fail so miserably by doing overextending yourself. Um, and you have people who have done this for over 20 years who are giving you advice, who are in the industry. You don't want to just do some shit just because you want to say that you did it. This mission wasn't about bragging rights. This mission was about creating a successful event. After the event was successful, it was also about creating an evening that people could remember and that was profitable. And so if that was going to take away from what the initial purpose of this event was, then you have to forfeit the opportunity that seems like it's just for the glitz and the glam for what you actually set your mission to do. And that's a very, 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 very hard decision. It was a very, very hard decision. But what it did allow me to do was to get closer to some industry veterans who took me into rooms I had never been in before, 
who gave me access to people I had never had access before and who took me into meetings and showed me how to conduct myself and how to speak to people in ways that I had no clue. And so it made me have to level up in a certain kind of way around people I I just, I had no clue that I could be speaking with and sitting around. So for that, there is a blessing in that lesson and it was good and, and I'm thankful for that. But now, like I said, we're at Thursday night and we're just starting to promote this party, the concerts on Sunday. So we go hard for the next three days promoting this party. We get all of the things that we need of the people involved. And now comes the day of Sunday and we are at the party. When Sunday comes... We go, I go to the concert. I still have tickets to the concert. The way that it played out is that, you know, the DJ was going to announce the party from the stage. The DJ announced it from its social media. Um, my, my, my guy, Lil John Roberts, the drummer, showed me some love on his Instagram. And, and for those who don't know Lil John, look him up. Uh, Lil John Roberts is probably one of the top drummers in the industry. He's toured with everybody. He's played on different people's albums. He's an amazing, excellent guy. He showed me love all the way through. He kept me encouraged. He was very, you know, present and just giving me the knowledge that I needed to continue forward, even though I made some fuck-ups. I made some rookie mistakes. I did. I genuinely did, and I'll take responsibility for that. But now it's time for the party, and Lil John is going to come through. All of Janet's dancers are coming through. Janet's backup singers are coming through. The DJ's coming through, and now you're like, oh shit, it's about to be lit. And then people start to trickle in, and the numbers of the audience do not match. They just don't match enough to break even. Even with all the promotions that was done, it didn't reach the amount of people in order to make this a profitable experience. And so while the night was amazing, because there was maybe 200 people or more in the room, all of which did not necessarily pay because you have to give access to, of course, Janet's team. Like, that's it's their party. This is their last night. And they are the people that people are coming to see. Um, Janet, being who she is, very low-key and a respectable woman, she didn't necessarily want to go out. So she had herself a private little dinner and that dinner lasted for a very short amount of time before she was gone and on her way about her business. But this party was going on simultaneously and it just did not do what it needed to do in order for me to financially break even the way that I needed to. But what that meant for me was that a lot of things that I gambled and investments that I put on the line were compromised. The people who invested in a party with me lost money. I gambled rent on this and like I made just enough to pay like my rent late with my bill fees and all of those different things. And so part of the issues of what happened was that this concert was on a Sunday night. People have to work on Monday. It did not get the proper promotion that it needed in order to bring out enough numbers. It also did not meet the agreement that I had with the venue, but it got close enough to the agreement that I had with the venue that the venue gave me leniency. They gave me a lot of, they gave me leniency and it wasn't, it wasn't far off from our agreement, but it, it was, it missed the mark. 
And so now I have to find a way to return back to where I was and do better and make sure that I'm able to stabilize based on these gambles and losses that I took. And so the reason why this episode is called Congratulations Failure is because I'm still getting messages from fans from all over the country, all over the world, who have sent them pictures and who are talking about this is the most amazing night of their lives. And I have people congratulating me on such a big event, knowing how much of a fan I am and knowing that I've done something that seems probably impossible to them from their perspective. Or I jumped out on faith and did something that everybody else is like, but you did it. And and while you're getting congratulated, but you're looking at your rent and wondering like, shit, I can't get evicted. Like, there's two... There's three sides to every story. There's your side, the other side, and then the truth. And in this particular story, the truth is the lessons. Maybe it had to be handled differently. It needed more promotion. It needed more time. It needed more communication. It needed clarity. It needed so much. And in all honesty, while I'm out here in these streets and I'm developing myself as a brand, I'm, people know me who are within the process of doing the same things I'm doing, but the streets completely don't know my name, not a household name. So based on that, you know, I wasn't enough to just promote it solely by myself. I, there was so many things that needed to be just done differently. And despite all of that, and despite the fuck up that this was, the other side of the story is that those who came loved it. And they took pictures and they took video and they were excited and they were just enjoying themselves. They stayed until the doors closed, till the lights came on and the party was over nearly at 3 a.m. People came and just enjoyed the fuck out of themselves. There was a little bit of a celebrity presence with Anthony Mackie and Omar from... um, Queen Sugar, Hollywood, and and you just have people in a room and your friends are in a room and your friends who came to support are congratulating you and people are just hitting you up, but you under-delivered. And so you can be being congratulated for a completely failed attempt. And this is what I mean by we curate our lifestyle on social media. Social media will have you believing that everyone is winning. It'll have you believing that everyone is damn near rich, and if they're not necessarily rich, then they're very close to it. It'll have you believing that the person is much further than they are in their career. It'll have you believing that every move they make is a successful move. Everything they pursue is a big pursuit. Everything that they're doing and all of the people that they know know them to the T. But the truth is, the God's honest truth about all of this shit is that Believe very little of what you see and none of what you hear. Listen to what the person actually, the moves that are making. The highlight reel is not real. And I say that all the time. You guys are seeing glimpses into life. You are not seeing the stress, the tears, the sweat, the, I mean, in literal tears, the sweat, the the frustrations, the fallouts, the the fires that are being put out and the fires that might be being put out while everyone around you is fucking dancing. 
Well, everyone around you is celebrating and they're toasting each other and congratulating you and you're still doing your damnedest to pour water on the fire that's burning the house down around you. You can be watching shit crash and burn and people will be celebrating and taking selfies of it. And it's not to say that that is not a good thing because there is a lesson in all of it. And on the flip side, you know, when you look at forests that burn, they actually create new life in the soil. And, and that is a process that might look ugly as fuck. And all I can pray is that on the end of this shit that it actually works out. But just don't get caught up in the hype. Whether you're being congratulated or forewarned and told not to be disappointed. Whether you're being... Whatever a person is telling you, the hype is don't get caught up in what they have to say about it because you are the only one that goes through that experience. So even though you might fail and get congratulated for your failures, you have to be the one able to have the strong will of mind to be able to reconcile that shit. If you're the one sitting at your job and you just got a promotion and everybody's congratulating you on that promotion, but you fucking hate the job. If you're the person that's really like, and this is for women, and I'm not saying that babies are not blessings because they are, but if you end up in a fucked up position where you just pregnant before anybody else, before you planned it to be, and everyone's throwing you parties and congratulating you, you know, like there's, there's shit where how the world perceives things to be is not exactly how it always is. And that's what Uncivilized Gentleman is about. I'm not the civilized person that's getting caught up in the hype. Civilization will make you, society will make you feel like the hype is what you celebrate because now you done made it. People think you're somebody. You walk into a room and now you feel like, yeah, I'm that motherfucker. I threw that party. But the truth is you threw that party and you had some losses. You had more, you, you gained a lot of knowledge, but you lost a lot of gamble. And, and that is something that you have to reconcile on your own and man up and say, all right, if I'm going to jump back out into this world, I have to do shit completely different. So how the fuck does that happen? What is next in my next chapter? You got 2018, two weeks away from me, and I have to figure out what the fuck is next. And I have to make sure that I'm surviving through January. And so now I'm at the brink of survival and shit is hard. Shit is very, 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 very hard. But this is just the beginning of a whole new chapter. And I'm hoping before chapter three or two, or whatever the fuck number I'm on, you know what I'm saying, that something great comes in to make this a much better position. Because this shit was a rough one. And even though it has the name attached to it, even though it has the glam attached to it, and even though people think this is huge and you can pray and pray and pray, which God will answer, but you'll be praying for a while sometimes, like, shit ain't what it seems. So, congratulations, failure. On to the next. This is Free Division. I appreciate you for listening to, listening to me. Um, follow me on all social media at free the vision. This is uncivilized gentlemen, and we're going to do so much more. There's so many conversations to have. This is just a story I had to tell because uncivilized gentlemen is about to be like a place where just, we talk about the shit that everybody else is scared to say. And fuck that. Fuck that. You don't need people to put you in a position where you feel like you can't say what you need to say, say that shit and let's work through it. You know, you got to confront certain shit in order to get understanding. And this is my confrontation, but I appreciate you guys.
Peace.